Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, today we have a very exciting New Year's edition of the podcast because it's New Year's time. So we're going to talk a little bit about one of my favorite uh, holiday songs that goes along with the new year. Uh, as well as just kind of reflect on, you know, kind of what you did this last year, what you want to do next year, and uh, talk about how we can make it a good one without any fear. So we're going to talk about that and much, much more in this episode. So whatever you do, slap in your headphones, sit back, relax, and enjoy as we roll this episode now. You are Jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, well, you you can tell from... The last few episodes I did, uh, trying to do some holiday kind of uh, ideas, Um, and this is uh, like that as well, because I think it's always a good time, especially this time of year. And and again, if you're listening, you know, when it first comes out, it's going to be around the beginning of the the new year. Um, But really what we're going to talk about today is relevant, regardless of when you listen to it, right? I mean, that's the way it is with most of these episodes. Uh, and in fact, when you listen more than once, you're going to get something else out of it as well. So uh, we're going to get into our message today. But I thought, uh, you know, one thing I would do for those of you that are watching the video, you can see that I'm wearing a funny hat today. Uh, so so here it is in all of its beauty. And um, one thing I thought I might start uh, incorporating a little bit, you know, a few things that I'm People that know me or have known me for a while, um, hats, music, <clears throat> are some of the different things that people uh, kind of identify with me. So I thought it would be a little fun every so often to just share a little bit about some hats as well. So I'm wearing a hat right now. So I'll try to describe to those of you that are only uh, listening on the audio. Like I said, you can see it in its full glory. 
if you're uh, checking out the podcast video over on YouTube, which again, we have all of the uh, podcasts over there as well. So, uh, but anyway, so this hat that I'm wearing is called, some people call it a trapper hat. Some people call it an aviator hat. And so it's, it's a hat that's kind of fur lined. It's got these big flaps that kind of come down over your ears. You can click it or lock it down below so that your, you know, most of your face is all covered. And uh, so I'm all bundled up right now because even though I live in Southern California, we get 20 to 30 degree swings in the temperature. <clears throat> so even though it's still, you know, nice and warm in the 60s or low 70s during the day, it's cold at night, right? So I'm kind of still bundled up when I first get up in the morning uh, or before I go to bed. So I have this trapper hat. And again, you know, for those of you that are that are, uh, you know, animal conscious, no animals were harmed in the making of this hat um, because it's it's got like a wool plaid, uh, black and red plaid on the outside of it. And the inside, it looks like fur, but it's actually it's some man made uh, kind of thing. So it's not real, real animal, but it keeps my head nice and cozy and toasty warm. Uh, it looks a little bit funny, but you know what? Hey, that's that's all right, right? It's a lot of times more important to be comfortable and practical than it is to just look nice, right? At least that's that's one of the things that I think about. So, anyway, where does this hat come from? Because I think it's it's kind of an interesting um, story. Is um, when because actually I was just talking to one of my friends about um, World War II bombers. There's a guy that he was following that he's he's that was actually a bomber pilot in World War II, and so we were talking a little bit about the planes and how drafty and cold they were, and and really so the aviator hat, uh, which usually again it's usually kind of fur looks like this. You, usually it has leather um, on it, and so you've seen, I'm sure you've seen pictures of people <clears throat> with that. In fact, one of the kids in a christmas story that movie a christmas story is actually wearing one of these aviator hats as well he's that really kind of weird kid in line and he's like i like santa and he's wearing those goggles anyway he's wearing one of those hats too but um the reason a lot of people call it an aviator hat is when they came out with airplanes to begin with you know in the early part of the 20th century um, they didn't have cockpits right they were open and so you fly and you get up very high and it's really cold. And so they needed uh, some sort of, of headgear and protection. Uh, you know, you've got the wind going by as you're, you know, going 100 miles an hour, literally as well. And so they needed some way to keep the pilots warm. And so, like I said, this has flaps that go down. You can kind of tie it underneath your chin. So it stays in place. You don't have to worry about it, you know, blowing off as you're flying around. Uh, and so they came up with this design. <clears throat> and so really, you know, at the early part of aviation, um, you'll see, you know, old pictures of people like Amelia Earhart and uh, Charles Lindbergh. A lot of times, some of those pictures, they're wearing one of these hats. But they got the idea because some other people call them trapper hats. And one of the reasons for that is that actually comes from Russia. So a lot of the fur trappers out in Russia, again, very, very cold uh, space, they would wear hats like this as well uh, to just really kind of keep pretty much all of their head um, covered as well. So anyway, a little, little uh, 
trivia, a little uh, stuff for you to learn there, because um, I just find it interesting. So I thought I would pass it along as well. And it gives me a great excuse to wear this hat that I actually like. So there we go. So a little bit uh, about Trapper and Aviator hats. And like I said, I'll, I'll be I'll probably be sharing every so often um, a little bit more about some different hats that I have because I do have quite a few different hats as well. Okay. So the Trapper Aviator hat. Check. We got that taken care of, right? And again, we're going to get in and we're going to talk about um, one of my favorite holiday songs, which is Happy Christmas or Happy Xmas War is Over, uh, that was written by John Lennon and uh, uh, Yoko Ono. Uh, also had songwriting credits on that. And there's a very interesting story behind that. And I want to go through some of the lyrics uh, because I think it's a good reminder for us as well. But before we get there, um, I want to I want to talk about a couple of other things first. OK, the first one is, you know, towards the end of the year, <clears throat> it's always good to kind of think in cycles. Right. So days, weeks, months, quarters, years. And again, time is just kind of an illusion. It's a man-made thing that we have, you know, here in this 3D world. But time is important as well because it just kind of helps keep us on track, right? And at the beginning or the end of cycles, it's usually a good opportunity for us to kind of check in, figure out where we're at, what we've accomplished, what we would still like to accomplish as well, okay? And there are actually many different calendar systems that are out there. Uh, in the world, but, you know, pretty much the one that everybody follows is called the Gregorian calendar. And so I thought I'd just explain that a little bit because I know I, I posted something on social media and somebody was like, hey, you know, the Romans and, you know, that's why we have the year the way that we do. Well, kind of, but that's not the whole story. Okay, so let's, let's, we'll talk a little bit about that. So, What's interesting is, like I said, a lot of people think we follow the Julian calendar, but we do not follow the Julian calendar. We're actually following what's called the Gregorian calendar. And so here's where the differences are and kind of why that came about. So back in, um, in, in the Roman times, Julius Caesar, you'll remember him, you know, et tu brute, you know, Julius Caesar that Shakespeare wrote about. Uh, the, the leader of the Roman Empire who was who was killed. Um, that's the Julian or Julius Caesar that we are talking about. So back in 46 BC, uh, Julian came up with the idea. He said, look, you know, the Roman calendar that we have, I think it was at the time was based on 355 days, 27 or 28 day months. He said, you know what, this we, we have to continually kind of keep keep updating it because the earth goes around the the sun but in in 365 and a quarter days not it's not an even day and so the problem was equinoxes other things like that <coughs> we were kind of tailing off and they had to keep adjusting every so many years so he came up with the idea he said look let's let's make our year based on 365 and a quarter days and, and so that's kind of effectively or, or the main basis behind kind of the Gregorian calendar that we have now. So we would have, you know, different months uh, and, uh, you know, of anywhere from 28, most of them are 30 or 31 days. Um, and so, you know, July, Julius, 
August, Augustus, Caesar as well. So it's interesting. A couple of the months actually had, uh, you know, Roman names to it um, as well that kind of go in there. But anyway, so that was started in about 46 BC. And so at that time, that's, you know, again, most of the world or a lot of the what's considered the Western world at the time that was under Roman control started following the Julian calendar. Now, along in about 1582, so 1500 years later, Pope Gregorian or Pope Gregory, and that's why it's called the Gregorian calendar, said, you know, again, the Julian calendar is great, but there are a little bit a little bit of an issue to it. It's not exactly 365.2 days. It's technically 365.248 or something like that days. And so they, they made a slight modification to the Julian calendar at that point. And that's the Gregorian calendar that we now uh, are, are based on. And again, that's it's what it is. It's It's the calendar system that we set up with. So you can think of the Gregorian calendar again as a cycle. So yearly cycles are again, you know, a good way for us to stop and reflect and say, what did I accomplish last year? What didn't I accomplish last year? What do I want to accomplish this next year? But there are other cycles you can use as well. I mean, some people, you know, kind of go off of the moon cycle, which is a 28 day cycle. Uh, and so you can think of, of cycles that way. You can think of cycles based on days or seven day weeks, right? It doesn't really matter. The, the, the important thing that I'm, I'm trying to get at here is, you know, if you, if you just kind of let your life go and you don't even think about time and you're just kind of going along, then you never have the opportunity to stop and kind of, you know, figure out what you've accomplished, what you want to accomplish going forward. And again, it doesn't matter the cycle that you use, but a lot of people use the annual cycle uh, that that we are on at the Gregorian calendar, which means, you know, January 1st, it's a new year and we go until December 31st and then we click over and go to the new to the new year. So one of the things for you to kind of think about, you know, and some questions to ask yourself that I always love to ask myself at this time of year are some things like this. Well, what have you done this last year, right? Because I think a lot of times, you know, we forget to give ourselves credit or feel the gratitude for a lot of the things that we've actually accomplished. So this last week, I've been thinking a little bit about that. And you know what, 2022 wasn't exactly the year that I had thought it was gonna be, right? I had certain plans in, certain parts of my life and some of those things didn't work out exactly the way I thought they were going to but in other parts of my life they worked out much much better and I was much more grateful and blessed in certain areas of my life than I ever thought that I would have been now I wouldn't have recognized that if I didn't take some time to stop and think about what happened right and again this isn't an exercise to beat yourself up Right, because at the end of each year, we'll never accomplish everything that we wanted to. What's more important is to is to think about those wins that you had. Right, what things did go right, and yes, there's going to be some things that maybe you didn't do that you want to do this next year. But what can you give yourself credit for? Right, for the for the current cycle that you're in, what went really well? What things are you are you maybe forgetting about? 
because so much of the time, especially those of us, you know, like myself, I'm guessing like you, because you listen to this, those, those of us that are, that are big into personal development and, and trying to improve ourselves and evolve all the time. A lot of times we're really tough on ourselves, right? And we beat ourselves up and, and it kind of reminds me of the, the, the movie liar, liar. If you've seen that with Jim Carrey, where there's a part in that movie where he can't tell a lie. And so he, 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 <laughs> because of that, it makes it really hard for him as a lawyer, right? And so he goes into the bathroom and he literally beats himself up, right? So he's punching himself in the face, smashing his head against the wall, you know, using the toilet lid to like smash his head, really kind of a funny scene. But, but this guy walks in and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> and, you know, funny, but sometimes we do that to ourselves. I know I'm guilty of doing that sometimes, you know, that I, that I focus more on the, oh gosh, I wish I would have done that. Or I wish I hadn't done that. But, you know, we need to spend less time on that and focus more on the positive. You know, what did we do really good? Because, as, as I'm going to talk about later, we don't want to be in fear. We don't want to be in some of these low emotional vibrations. We want to actually be feeling as happy and in a state of well-being as much of the time as we can. And so if you're spending time, you know, beating the shit out of yourself, that's not a place where you want to be. Now, again, sometimes we need to smack ourselves around a little bit, shake our head and get up and move on but spend very little time on that try to spend as much time as you can on what you're going to change going forward instead of the regret of the past right be in the present moment and making plans for how right now you can do things to make your future better okay so so one of the questions you can ask yourself what what have you done this last year and you know give yourself credit for those things that you've done well um if you didn't get some of the things done, some other questions to ask yourself, well, what do you want next year, right? Do you still want maybe some of those things that you didn't accomplish? That's the case. Then you can start making plans for how you're gonna do things different in the future, right? Um, you know, and again, this can be in any part of your life because again, we are not single dimensional people. We are multi-dimensional people. And so as you think about some of the different areas of your life, Right. You want to ask yourself questions about all these different areas. You know, where am I in my physical health? Where am I in my emotional well-being? Where am I in my career or my vocation or my business? If you're a business owner, where am I in my relationships? Right. Where am I in my spiritual evolution as well? Right. And it can go on and on. There's there's lots of different aspects to you. And so kind of ask yourself some of these questions, right, in um, in these different areas of your life. So as an example, you know, physically, I, I had some kind of physical or uh, uh, health kind of things that I put down about, you know, some of the things that I had wanted to accomplish this year and where I was going to be at, you know, from a weight and from a physical um, health standpoint that I didn't accomplish. But there's other areas in my life, like some of my spiritual involvement, that was like, holy shit, when I turn around and look this last year, 
that was kind of off the charts compared to where I thought I was going to be. And so, again, this happens a lot in our life. Some areas of your life you're going to do really well. Um, others you might not do as well, and that's okay, right? It is what it is. Uh, you're fine. Everything is okay. Everything always has been, is now, and always will be okay. And we can't do it all at the same time, so that's fine, right? So, again, those are some of the questions um, that you can kind of be thinking about. Now, I want to transition a little bit because, like I said, I want to get in and talk a little bit about um, the song, Happy Christmas, um, War is Over. Um, but before I get there, because because there's a, there's a line in there, and you can tell from the title of today's podcast, too, which is, let's hope it's a good one without any fear. Let's hope it's a good one without any fear fear. So let's talk a little bit about fear for a moment. And um, because what I will tell you, and I've kind of dropped this a little bit in some of the previous episodes as well, and some of the things that I've said, but there are certain beings in this world who want you to be in fear and anxiety. They want you to be in fear and anxiety. And the reason for that is if they can get you feeling that way, they can sell you stuff and take your money. But even deeper than that, right, they feed off of other people's fear. And you probably know some people that are like that, right, where they just try to beat down people and they get a lot of joy and satisfaction in watching other people be scared and and anxious and you know feel like that you know i i need help from somebody else right and um like i said a lot of beings are wanting to do that because again it's it's a way if you if you look at a lot of the stuff that's that's out there a lot of the the marketing that's out there is fear-based right oh my gosh if you don't use this toothpaste then your teeth aren't going to be white like 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 the people on TV are, right? And if your teeth aren't white like the people on TV are, then nobody's going to like you because who likes somebody that has yellow teeth? Well, my teeth are a little bit yellow, <laughs> okay? I hope you still like me even though my, my teeth are not as pearly white, right? But it kind of goes back to, you know, if you remember the old Rolling Stones song, uh, Can't Get No Satisfaction, right? If, if you listen to that song, a lot of it is kind of talking about that, right? I can't get no satisfaction, right? And you, you can't be a man because he doesn't smoke the same cigarettes as me, right? Um, I can't get no satisfaction, right? And and again, a lot of people, if you just stop and be aware and, li and listen to some of the advertising that is out there, um, it will, it, it, it's an intention to try to get you into fear like, oh my gosh, if I don't buy that product, if I don't buy that service, then life is going to be really bad for me, right? And so, as I said, a lot of people are using that as a way to kind of take your money uh, and have you pay for things that you maybe don't necessarily need, right? Because they're, they're trying to convince you uh, that you have to have their product or else your life is going to suck. And I'm here to tell you that that's bullshit, okay? Uh, most of it is actually bullshit that's that's out there. So, so let's talk about getting out of fear. 
Um, but before we get there, let's. I, I want to talk a little bit about. There's a great movie uh, many years ago. I think it was Pix, Pixar that came out with it, if I remember right. But called Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. And I, I know I've made some references to this before, but I just wanted to kind of tie this all in because it it goes along with the fear um, that I wanted to talk about today. So in that movie, the whole premise of the movie was there's this company called Monsters, Inc., and it's made up of all these scary looking monsters. And so what the the monsters job was is to open up a door, go through a portal from where they lived into the closets of children. And so, again, if you you know, if you remember being a kid, right, we were all taught to be scared of the monsters in our closet or we we thought that there were monsters in our closet and we were scared right sometimes when when it would get dark and so the idea is you know the monsters go out they hide in the kids closets they jump out and they scare them and when they scare the little kids they scream in fear and when they scream in fear, then these little kind of like energy um, bottles that they carry around get filled up. The monsters jump back through the portal, take that energy back to their company. That is the energy that is uh, uh, feeding their society. Okay. And so um, it's a cute movie. It's a cute premise. What I'm going to tell you is... Um, it's maybe a lot more real to what's actually going on than what you might realize. Okay. But what's interesting about this movie is, you know, they, a couple of the monsters go into this one child's room and there was some mishap and I don't know the light went on or I can't remember. It's been a little while since I, since I watched the movie, but the whole idea is they, they became friends with this little child who was kind of following them around and when they would do things that were you know a little funny this child would laugh and what they realized very quickly was you know when i get a child to scream in fear it provides me with energy but when that child laughs the energy is off the chart right and so actually getting a child to laugh creates a lot more energy a lot more positive energy than getting that child to scream in fear okay now what i'm going to tell you is life is like that there is a lot more positive energy when you are laughing and you are happy and you are feeling well a lot more energy a lot higher frequency energy when you are doing that versus if you're feeling shame and fear and anxiety those are very low emotions and so just like in that movie right we we feel and get fed ourselves by that higher frequency energy of being happy and laughing than we do if we're in fear so now let me tie this all into the song that i wanted to talk about and so again this was a it's a song called happy xmas war is over um, and it was written by John Lennon, and Yoko Ono was also given um, songwriting credit on this. And you've heard this song before. You've, I'm sure you've heard this song. You've heard either the original version 
that John and Yoko did that was recorded in 1971. Yes, 1971, folks. That's 51 years ago. That's older than most of the people <laughs> listening to the podcast right now, okay? This song came out over 50 years ago. And so let's talk a little bit about it. And I'm going to go through and, and share some of the lyrics. I might even sing a little bit. have to be careful because when I sing, then, you know, anyway. All right, here we go. So um, how, how this came about is, you know, again, at this time when, when John and Yoko got together, they were, you know, this was the late 60s. And so, again, we had the Vietnam War going on. There was a lot of chaos and turmoil in the world. And so John and Yoko actually spent about two years when they were first together, just after the Beatles had broken up, on doing peace activism. And so they would do like these these uh, lie-ins or bed-ins, you know, where they wouldn't get out of bed and they'd be talking about peace. And, you know, reporters would come in and, and talk to them while they were in their bed. And so this went on for about two years. And they came up with this song, well, a couple of songs. One was Imagine, uh, which again is one of my favorite songs. I think I've talked about that before on the podcast. But they also came up with this song. And the idea behind it was, you know, look, there's a lot of war and other things that are going on, right? That's why in 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 here in the song, you know, it says, War is over if you want it. Right? War is over if you want it is one of the lines in here because again they were trying to you know create a sense of social unity of peaceful change you know using personal responsibility and i'll tell you you know 51 years later we still need social unity we still need peaceful change via personal responsibility and so to me that's one of the reasons why this song is so wonderful uh, because it's it's a message that is still relevant today, okay? It is still relevant today. And so when I hear this song, I think about that, and I send I send love out, right, from my heart to everyone in the world who maybe isn't living in peace, because there are, there are places, there are war, war-torn places in the world today. And so I try to send out love that I can to shine out to people who maybe don't have that peace in the world right now because I want there to be peace and I'm, I'm trying to do what I can from my side right to have that unity and have the peaceful change and share love with people uh, who don't have the love or don't have peace and so it's interesting and again as I as I go through this the, the lyrics a little bit I want I want to talk to you a little bit about the lyrics because <laughs> I think there's great meaning in them <clears throat> so it starts off, so this is Christmas, and what have you done? Well, that's a question that I just posed to you a few minutes ago, right? It's Christmas time. What have you done this year? Right? That's a question you could ask yourself. Another year old, another year over, and a new one just begun. And so this is Christmas. I hope you had fun the near and the dear ones, the old and the young. And so this is a part, you know, in this, in this song where he goes through and he lists out different kinds of people, the near and the dear ones, right? Those people that are maybe near to you, those people who are dear to you, right? And those may be different groups of people. 
the old ones and the young ones, right? So he's showing kind of the, 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 the difference between, you know, this is for old people, it's for young people as well. You know, later on, he says, um, for the weak and the strong, the rich and the poor, the road is so long, right? So again, weak and strong, rich and poor. For the black and the white, for the yellow and the red ones, let's stop all the fight, right? And so again, black and white, yellow and red. Those are three different color or four different colors, if I can count, right? But those four colors, you know, represent, and if you, if you throw brown in there too, it represents the various skin tones of people in this world. And the fact is, it doesn't matter whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're brown, whether you're yellow, whether you're red, we're all humans, we're all brothers and sisters, and we just need to stop fighting and remember that we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah, we have our differences, but we can still love each other. We can still live in peace, right? And that's really the hope. And I love, I love the, the chorus on this um, that I'm going to sing a little bit to you. And like I said, because this is my hope and my prayer for you and for all of the people in the world, right? Where, you know, um, how, the, how the verse, how, how the chorus goes. A very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's hope it's a good one without any fear. <clears throat> so that's my hope too. I hope that this next year is a good one for you. I hope I don't even just hope it's a good one. I hope it's a great one. I hope it is the best year that you have ever had in your life. And that at the end of this next year, you're going to turn around and go, holy shit, I cannot believe how grateful and how blessed I am for what happened this last year. And I hope it's one without any fear. Or if you do have fear, I hope that there's less fear and anxiety in your life this year, this next year, than there was last year. Because as I, as I told you before, our life is so much better if we can stay out of fear and anxiety. If we can instead be grateful, if we can be in love, if we can be in that, that state of well-being, if we can be happy, happy, right? And a lot of people, you know, when you ask them, what do you want? What do you want to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy, right? You've probably said that yourself. And I'm sure you hear that from lots of other people. So what if this next year we choose to be happy? We choose to not have fear. We choose to be happy. And what's interesting is, you know, psychologists define happiness as a subjective state of well-being, right? And so it's subjective. Each person kind of decides whether you're happy or not. And so it doesn't really matter on the circumstances that are going on around you. You get to choose. It's subjective as to whether you decide that you're happy or not. So what if you just choose to be happy? Even if things aren't going the way you want them to be, 
challenges are just feedback. They're ways for you to learn and to grow. And if we can start seeing them that way and be grateful for them, you're going to be happier than if you sit and wallow and wallow and wallow in them. So with that, my friends, have a great rest of your week. Uh, And as I said, my hope and prayer for you is that this next year is a good one. It's a great one. It's an amazing one. And that you can have the life that you want without any fear. And with that, sign off and I'll see you on the next episode. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.